Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by yes. one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore, yeah. a hilarious and acclaimed comedian, actor, podcast host, who you can hear on the podcast Y'all Gay with mm-hmm. Ali and Ever. It's one of your favorite guests, one of our favorite guests, the brilliant and talented Ever Maynard! I was pissed y'all were going to bring me up after that fart song. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that fart song rules. Oh, do you hate, are you anti-fart? Is that the deal? No, I was oh, like, okay. man, don't bring me up next to farts, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Now because it's so funny stink. that you just like, don't, <laughs> it's like. Also, um, I can't follow that. This is indeed October 11th <laughs> yeah, and indeed. National Coming Out Day. Fitting you have a dyke. Um, <laughs> I host it. I'm hosting the Reverie Queer X Awards today. Nice. Okay. You can catch that on Reverie TV. Amazing. 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dunk on y'all. I'm in a dunk mood right no, now. No, you should. Yeah. Y'all, I'm I'm fired You up say clear today. the runway because I'm fucking ready for takeoff. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, we're farting off today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm riled up, y'all. I, I, I can't wait. I just okay. did leg day. Oh, shit. I just oh, did leg day and shit. I just, okay, we'll get into it, but. I just did leg day as a is <laughs> a great way to let people know they're in Don't a lot of trouble. Don't fuck with me right now. <laughs> Don't yeah. fuck with me. I just did leg I day. I just did leg day. I took a lot yeah. of pre-workout. Yeah. Motherfucker, I, could, I just did leg day. <laughs> I can hoist you over my head right now. I'm not kidding. I'm sorry. You want me to use a cart in this fucking grocery store? I'm using my reusable bag instead <laughs> of a cart. And now you tell, okay, so you really want, I just did leg day because we can get down in this day. produce section. I just did leg day. Get, get upset with me. Try me. Have y'all ever taken a pre-workout? Yes. So you know how when you take too much, like your face tingles? Dude, I very <laughs> I had a very short run of pre-workout <laughs> and like using protein shakes and shit because it wrecked me either gastrointestinally or psychologically where I was like, <laughs> I'm emotionally wrecked and I'm I'm ready for it. So I think I'm making bad decisions. <laughs> I was like, I can handle this. <laughs> yeah. It's pre-workout, it's not just caffeine. It's like it's, BCAAs. Okay. It's, I that's don't know what it is, but I'll tell you caffeine. what. Okay. I mean, that's what it felt like. I went the, When I started using it, it was because my homeboy was like doing a lot of Muay Thai shit. And he's like, yo, this is what they take. You should try this. And I was like, okay. Like not knowing what the fuck I was doing. And then I was just like, yo, is my heart and just my, I feel like I could feel my <laughs> blood circulating with every heartbeat. <laughs> feel every drop of the blood inside yes. my body mm-hmm. right Sir, now. Seriously, exactly I've, like, I've become one with my blood. <laughs> I'm I like, yeah, I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> I was like, why am I being so aggressive today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you take a pre-workout right before you started recording? <laughs> I took it right before leg day. My body is jacked. My, yeah. my body is so confused. I'm also excited to tell you about my search history. Amazing. What is something from your search history? Oh, God. What was the last thing I searched? Oh, collapsible Tupperware. Okay, mm. so listen. Oh, yeah. Hold on. No, listen. I'm ready. This I'm ready. is the life hack we all need. Like, I don't, if you carry a backpack, a tote bag, a Telfar, uh, whatever with you, collapsible Tupperware is the way to go. Because, like, when you get the, bo- like, the boxes from the grocery store, it's not, like, really cold enough to actually keep anything just right. Mm-hmm. I love, like, I love a good restaurant with big portions. And I am absolutely taking my leftovers home, but sometimes you oh, can't yeah. always get them home. So I was looking up collapsible Tupperware and then I found like a great deal. And I was like, oh, I'll just get some for me and my mom and my sisters for Christmas. Well, hold on. So in, in this scenario, the Tupperware, the to-go container at the restaurant you're at does is not sufficient enough to transport your leftovers? No. Is that what I I'm, like, I, that's what I feel like I'm hearing rather than being like. Because I'm like, is that a problem? Like, you know how the restaurants take away fucking carriers or bullshit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've never thought they were bullshit. They're not strong I mean, enough. Wait, they go leak, on, but give me an example. Take, no, take me, take me with you on this journey of being of of understanding how the restaurant takeaway containers are bullshit. They're not, okay. They're they're flimsy. They're weak. Most of the time, they're made out of paper. You don't even get me started on paper straws. Look, yeah. Stop putting Oof. the the honest on stopping climate change on regular people. Okay. Like, hey, I will take, listen, I need my plastic straw. People who so, sip drinks. What do you say? I said people who sip drinks, they are the ones who are absolutely the cause of and somehow solution to climate change. Mm-hmm. 
I, I despise, I just, I hate it. I would rather put my mouth on, on a raw sidewalk than a paper straw. I hate it so much. You like having just the thing in your mouth just dissolve into little, like, soft paper chunks? Uh, as I got one right it? here with this coffee I bought, and it's like, oh. it's it's puffing out right now. It's, it's starting to absorb. I'm like, okay, the clock is ticking on this one. It makes me so, it's not even worth it. It's never <laughs> worth it. But yeah, disposable, not disposable, collapsible. Tupperware. I was looking up different options and trying to find ones that are that had like the separation. That way, your foods don't have to touch. Oh, com- oh wow! I li- hey, I feel you on that. Yep. Here's what the inspiration for this, and again, weird Texas stuff. My little sister was at the Texas State Fair, and she was like, "Girl, I brought I brought Tupperware with me to the State Fair. It was the best idea. Now I have turkey leg for weeks." So just. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey, that is that is a large collapse. Like, that is a, I, I feel like you need a tent layout to be get, getting yeah. multiple turkey legs and a piece of Tupperware. That's, well, you that's can, kind of what impressive. You, can you hold a bass guitar in there? <laughs> yeah, just I think act like you a, have, yeah. in a medium telfar, you could fit, like, three turkey legs wrapped okay. up. <laughs> okay. If, right. if, you, if you use foil paper and a good, right. a good long ways oblong rectangular. Yeah. Right, right, so, right, right. I, I was. I bet you were looking for something juicier or weirder than that, but that no. was really the last is, thing no, I searched. I got it. Well, first, I just like the idea of meeting somebody who is dissatisfied with the the fucking takeaway shit at a restaurant where they're like, "Yeah, and I'm gonna take that to go." And like, you know what? Actually, fuck that. I brought my own this time because y'all are <laughs> fucking around in here, right? Uh, and which, but at first, I thought you meant that because as somebody who has like a just chaotic collection of Tupperware. Oh my God. Collapsible Tupperware seem like actually one of the best ways to store it rather than the fucking tornado of plastic that is in like one of my cabinets that I call yeah. where I we keep the Tupperware. So I thought maybe I was like, oh, this is a solution to the chaos in the Tupperware cabinet. Yeah. Also a good solution. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. see, that is the normal reason why people look it up. I know most people are not thinking, I got to have something that takes up as little space as possible in yeah. my purse. Because they are fucking around at Cheesecake Factory. I am such a fucking bag lady, and like, I love it. I'm not only do I always have the biggest purse you've ever seen, I put, I bring it on stage with me, and I don't even like because I just don't trust these hosts to watch my bag. I love it. I feel like so. I just the amount of times I'm just like, excuse me, and I just sit down this yeah. huge Mary Poppins sack and start telling my jokes, and I don't think there's anything. Maybe that's why I'm struggling with these weird crowds. I need to acknowledge. The right. giant ass bag like, this full isn't of turkey a bit. legs. Yeah. They're like, I just don't trust any of y'all in here. <laughs> with my turkey legs. No. Yeah, exactly. I do I do like Miles' idea of like doing a guitar case like the movie Desperado where Antonio Banderas yeah. carries around a guitar case, but like it's just filled with collapsible Tupperware. Or just non-collapsible <laughs> yeah. Tupperware. And and turkey just, legs. Like, yeah. You're just there. Also, I liked what I believed was the reference to the movie Toys because LL Cool J in that film, he didn't like his food touching. Uh, he would say in the cafeteria scenes, he doesn't like his food. And I took that as a habit as a kid because I looked up to LL Cool J at that time. And I was like, I don't like my food touching. Yeah. So I demanded similar Tupperware as a kid. And my mom said, well, you will eat the school lunch. Try that. <laughs> um, what is something you think is overrated? I'm so tired of like Instagram influencers. I'm just mm. tired of it. Like, I hate how... Like when I used to look at Instagram Instagram content, it was like, oh, this is a cute outfit. And now everything is like sponsored by a protein powder or sponsored <laughs> by like some 
stupid product and I'm right. just annoyed. Like you'll see like a really cool thing like, hey, check it out. I just redesigned my new house. Now check out this pillow by the pillow man or just whatever. And I'm just right. like, can we stop? I, right. I just I it's basically just marketing into our faces. And it's like I think of these Instagram like influencers as like this is their heyday because it's going to come crashing down eventually. It is crashing it has down to. right now. It's happening. And it's yeah. like, what are you going to? I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like in 50 years, well, back in my day, you know, right, I would yeah. sell a protein product and I made a lot of money. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I just oh, I'm like, so over it. Grandma so over used to it. be with her Herbalife family all the time. Exactly. Like, uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. all it's very culty. Oh, it's yeah. Very, it's all multi-level marketing shit. Like in 40 years, will Instagram still be around, but it'll no. be like Facebook, only a, a product that's only used by people in old old folks' homes. And they'll be like getting updates like this uh, influencer house is having a reunion. And we're like, <laughs> oh, look at them. They got back together. <laughs> I'm just over it. And everything just looks so fake. I'm just tired. I'm yeah, like, yeah. the world yeah. is falling apart. How are we pretending that everything's fine? Well, that's the, I think the the bit, right, is like, clearly for our generation, like, the commercials stopped working. Yeah. Right? And like, so they're like, fuck, bro, these motherfuckers don't watch TV. They don't even, they can't even mm-hmm. fucking afford TV. <laughs> so how no. the fuck do we get to them? Oh, that's right. Turn all the shit that they're scrolling through, just co-opt what they're seeing and turn that into the new commercial. And like, and then these people are able to get a lot of money or whatever, da, 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 da. But even now, like it's that cycle's happening now where before you'd be like, oh, shit, what's this person who I fuck with? Like, what are they wearing? Is now like, man, this whole person's a fucking ad now. I don't even know what the fuck is real. So I feel like whatever the next thing is probably going to be like incentivizing like people to say shit to their friends on some level. It's like, hey, if we record you bigging up the brand four times like on this app, you know, you'll get a fucking discount or some shit like that because we need even more like subtle ways to like influence people. But I don't know. Hit me up, advertising. We're, we're all just one pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? It's all just one bit. Everyone's a walking ad. And that's what frustrates me. Maybe it's just more obvious to me now. Maybe they have been doing it way longer than I knew about it. But I just I'm like, oh, cool. This is a paid sponsored content. And it also just makes me amazed that people are in their homes fully like creating new content every day about a new product and yeah. it works on me. And I think that's why I'm mad because I'm like, Instagram has my <laughs> fucking number they got you figured out yeah oh they know me they're like mm, she wants this and i'm like no <laughs> yeah start throwing it off just start looking for shit that you got nothing to do with you and see oh if yeah it, if it, yeah no totally know, see what totally happens. so i think they're overrated yeah. i don't know what do you guys think about these, these influencer people I do think it's overrated for like the idea that that they're doing it themselves. I think there are massive teams and production teams behind the scenes that are all helping the illusion that they're doing it by themselves. But it's it's all invisible, you know, trickery movie. But yo, I know I know people who are like who do influencer shit, and some are just like they're they're run they run themselves ragged, like which is the other side of it too. Because they're like, my whole life is trying to get a hotel to be like, yo, come through mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then you're all you have to think about every day is like, fuck, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next yeah. thing? What's the next thing? If you're not like major, I don't know. Like, so when they describe that shit, I'm like, OK, cool. You do get free hotel stays, but like you have no fucking time for anything because you're always thinking about what backdrop do I set up for this? or Right. Yeah. Like, you know, there's that Abercrombie documentary on Netflix, like yeah. back in their heyday, they were hot and naked. Like, and I just racist. feel like there's going to be a I was an Instagram model and like, 
right. you know, I had all these sponsorships and Sheehan was sponsoring me. And it's just going to be <laughs> talking about how unhappy everybody because that's I guess it's what it is. It's like everyone's unhappy. Shut up and quit acting like you are. Oh, <laughs> it's right, right, a lie. right. It's like own that part. <laughs> like, what? When are y'all? Yeah, like, I mean, but that's the fun of uh, social media influencing, right? It's like so curated yeah. that you can take out all the parts that make it real. Yeah. Yes. Every, every famous person is a small to large company. And there, there's a company worth of people behind them that are, you know, brand strategists and, you know, people, production people. Help you buy new pairs of underwear yeah. when they get yeah, new webby. exactly. Have an interest in keeping their career going. Yeah. So, yeah. I get anyway. it. Shout out to my team. Shout out my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keeping you in the fresh and the fresh uns. Trying to. <laughs> trying to. Like, there, you know, we've heard of... Fa- like really talented comedians who write for, you know, celebrities yeah, on Instagram. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So like that's just totally. an invisible, that's an invisible way that people are being helped and, you know, could creating this illusion. Right. Anyways. That was such a good way to put it, though, Jack, that every like they're like a, a small or like a medium to large business because they are. And I think, yeah, I, that just I wouldn't have Instagram if it wasn't for comedy. Like, I think I might have like a private page and here's something I did this weekend. But I, this this needing to churn out content, I just feel like it's made zombies out of so many really yeah. cool creative people. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And now it's the art that I care about, man. <laughs> I think Thank it's also you. why famous Thank people you. end up like having very unhealthy lives because they there is this forward inertia of, you know, multiple people and like families, like a whole infrastructure of people who rely on them to continue to be successful at a thing yes. that might not be, be making them happy. But like, yeah. that's that's not the point anymore. Like you, you, yeah. you as a person kind of become besides beside the point. Mm-hmm. At a certain point. You and at that point, you truly are like, I'm not even a person. Yeah. I'm a fucking comp. I'm a publicly traded company. Yeah. You're a brand. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the crazy part. When people become brands. But that's, I think, brands. the biggest, the most insidious shit is for that happen with kids. Because I, we've talked about it before. Like, when that relationship is inverted and then the, the children are now the ones having to supply and support a family financially. Yeah. That's, no child that's deserves to be in a situation like that. No good. You know? like yeah. it, and it's But it's so normal. And, like, there's not much. And, like, so many kids will be like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I make my parents happy and shit like that. But then cut to, like, 10 years later and it's all kinds of trouble. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I follow a kid who makes, like, silly, meh, meh, just, like, says ridiculous shit and she's right. very cute. And now I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yes. Am I contributing? Find out. Yeah, what's that parent agent? saying? It's like, yeah. we need this shit better do two milli. Right. Or yeah. the power yeah. was going to go out. Right. What is yeah. uh? What's something you think is overrated? Activision Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is gonna be a vendetta. This is gonna be a vendetta. It's gonna be a Def Jam vendetta. Yeah. Oh, great game, great, great game. game. I always played as a uh, Method Man in that one. Joe Budden was also a playable character, if I'm not mistaken, in that video game, um, which was one of the I think great hip hop, early hip hop fighting games. Obviously, there was Shaq Fu before that. Uh, that we all should get down on. Who did Shaq Fu fight in the fighting game? Like monsters. It monsters. wasn't like it, it wasn't, wasn't like rappers. he was like drop kicking nah, Muggsy Bogues or anything. <laughs> no, Shaq Fu was like the worst 2D fighting. Like it was it was it looked like shitty Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they just skinned more like an early demo version of Mortal Kombat and yeah. put Shaq on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's always funny. Like Shaq 
is like a mummy with like spiky football pads. <laughs> anyway, you have <laughs> a lot of great character design. <laughs> Just like Shaq doesn't strike me as like somebody I want to f- be a in a fighting game. I feel you know like it, it. It reminds me of the story where he like stole Steve Nash's ABC show from him. Right. But it, like the premise only fits Steve Nash. Steve Nash is like this athlete who can play all these different sports and games and is like really great at it. But like Shaq was just way more charismatic than him. So ABC was like, "We'll give it to you if you want it, Shaq." But he's not like an athlete who can do all the different things. So it was like very, uh, just didn't fit. Nor does like, what what if it was Mortal Kombat, but with Shaq. Like that (laughs) that feels like a pitch that I was like, I I mean, I guess. Dude. Dude. Yeah, the names, it's like you could fight Kaori or Beast or Colonel. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or Raja or Mephit. There's this like, there's one character called Voodoo. And I'm sure just a bunch of really uh, historically accurate depictions of these characters. Yeah, yeah. Very sensitive. Actually, a breakthrough in uh, <laughs> cultural yeah. depictions of various cultures. He gets his own game, but dude can't even win to Aaron Carter. So, like, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't I don't know that reference. What, what is you that? don't remember when Aaron Carter <laughs> sang, the, sang the, the, the fable of how, how he beat Shaq? <laughs> No, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't was, know I was talking was a to music. about the cartographers. <laughs> I mean, I remember. Wasn't it like a fuck? What that was like a track, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He, he it wasn't. Like a, a it wasn't video. a tell-all memoir. <laughs> yeah, how I beat Shaq. I'm like, wait, was that the book Aaron Carter? How I beat Shaq, or that dumb single that he had? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just a tale of how he beat Shaq in basketball. The song's called. That's how I beat Shaq. <laughs> okay. And it's just really like insider basketball, like footwork discussions. Oh, yeah. Of, like, Drop yeah. step. Yo, guys, <laughs> check it out. Guess what happened to me? Another crazy story. Come on, AC. I was hanging at the court just playing some ball, working on my game. Yeah, we heard it all. I heard the fans scream, and I thought it was for me. But then I saw a shadow. It was 12 foot three. It was Shaquille O'Neal. What? What did he say? How about some one-on-one? You want to play? I told him wow. why not. I got some time, but when I beat you real bad, try not to cry. It's like Jesus Christ. What? It's what? wild when you can like when the when the rap like when the bars are so weak upon first reading, you already know the exact flow of it. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's not even a rap. Oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's like, like stretching out shack, like there are, psych him out. He's like there are runs in those lines. <laughs> like he's going on runs. I mean, but it's wild. There's no like thing about it's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, force him to his left or anything right. like that. Like yeah, something yeah. really basketball related. It's like <laughs> I slammed on him and that's how I beat Shaq. I put a nail in his shoe. <laughs> right. I said, yo, Shaq, you didn't tie your shoelace. He <laughs> looked down. Ball, I stole the ball. I'm taking him to school. Now watch me, y'all. Okay, thanks. I wonder if any coach just, you know, Googling late night before a game came across this song <laughs> and listened to it to see if there were any, you know, they're like, how do you, how do you prepare for Shaq? All right, guys. Google. Boys. <laughs> just wipes off the whiteboard. <laughs> we right, I'm writing we these got down. a new play. <laughs> Tell, said, you got to say this, yo, Shaq, you didn't tie your shoelace and then steal the ball after that. Okay, is, then is do that a really the plot of the song? 
Yo, it said, I had a plan. I could change the pace. I said, yo, Shaq, you didn't tie your shoelace. Wow. He looked down. I stole the ball. I take him into school. Now watch me, y'all. That's like, first of all, you're not fucking dunking on Shaq, Aaron Carter. Right. I want, Look, that, look, I don't know why I'm now starting to get really angry that Aaron Carter is lo- like, see, now this is a real big, tough guy energy from Aaron Carter. Yeah. Well, You're not beating Shaq. This, this deserves a uh, Miles chokehold. Slithering Miles behind. Sleeper move. Oh, I dude, think the man's guy, been huh? through enough. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's probably you know. Fair. And hey, maybe he's not right since he beat Shaq. And that's why he's answering for that. Yeah, original too song. close to the sun. Yeah. Did, was Shaq involved in this song? Like, is it Aaron Carter featuring Shaq? That would be so funny. Because if <laughs> not, they're like, doing Shaq's an, voice, which an feels... An unlicensed diss track. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's in the video, I believe. He is. Okay. It would make sense. Like, I'm, I'm, I wonder if it was like overlapping agency representation or something. And they're like, Shaq, you might as well do this. Like, we can get you like a licensing check because they're going to name check you. But the network's paying for it. So everybody wins. To... I mean, it's not how I scored one bucket on Sha- Shaq. It's how, no, it's how I, I beat, beat the Shaq. shit out of so Shaquille implies, O'Neal. In it implies that he repeatedly is able to use the "Hey, your sh- your shoelace is untied." Well, that's on one him, of the points, which is disrespectful as fuck to to Shaq. I mean, honestly, it, I think you can only get away with that twice. Right, Shaq. Not in addition to being <laughs> one, one of, shoe. and this is peak Shaquille. Like this is he. He this looks is Shaq pretty, with hair. Yeah, he has hair and looks pretty trim. This, this is does... Blue Chips era Shaq. Right. I believe this is Lakers era Shaq. Oh, yeah, this is guess. Lakers era Shaq for sure. This is the only reason they would do that song. But hold on. What was the score at one point? They showed the scoreboard in this. Okay. So... Shaq 119, Aaron 117. <laughs> so... so Eric Carter put up 117 points on Shaq. Yeah. That's fourth period, though. <laughs> That's fourth period. Yeah, fourth period, not fourth quarter. Okay. And yeah, like there's nothing again that's, I don't know why we're treating this like some actual tactical analysis on how to be Shaquille O'Neal in basketball when it was like, and then I did a slam. I did a three pointer. You know, uh, <laughs> no one was doing that. You're doing that. I know. I'm you're having it. Oh my you're, God. They just showed his, you just saw his shot. Yo, his, his shot, shot was trash. He shoots underhand. What is that? Oh, Shaq, no. No, see, now Shaq. Shaq, I got to pull your car, bro. Shaq, you could not, you should not have let this happen, man. I mean, I guess we, Aaron Carter is. Uh, Wait, eight it was a old. dream. Oh, it was all a dream. Okay. He used to read Word Up magazine. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Thank God. So the, oh, the thank pro God. strat is to dream that you're beating Shaq. Yeah. Like that. Right. <laughs> I like that in the end, it's like, in your fucking dreams, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe his mom said that. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't hear the line from the mom in the video, but <laughs> it, it, it in does your dreams, reason asshole. that the line is, in your fucking dreams, asshole. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. But, what? oh man, it was all a dream. I yeah, guess yeah. that kind of thing could have never happened to me. If it was a dream and it wasn't real, how to get a jersey with a name O'Neal. Whoa! Oh, oh you bought it. You, you die in the dream, you die in real life. <laughs> Beat Jack in the Dude, dream. your mom felt bad that you didn't even make junior varsity and you were crying all night. You didn't notice that she put the little Shaq jersey in there to make you feel better the next morning. How That's what happens, son. Jersey with the name O'Neal. 
it's like the most popular jersey in the city you live in right now. His mom's friend. like, I got you that for your birthday last year. <laughs> That's why oh, it's there. Oh, damn. I knew it was oh. real. I do wonder. It, it's interesting to me to like, I, I would love the oral history behind this. Like whether, you know, you know how there are like certain action heroes who re, who like won't die in their movies. Right. They're like, I'll do it. if. Like, was this a note from Shaq that like, no, it's a got to be a dream if i'm gonna participate in this song yeah he's like i'm not gonna let this little white kid beat me right which again i would like to see Shaq actually take aaron carter to fucking church yeah on the court yes so with that need- shot i've never i'm sorry y'all if y'all have ever seen somebody shoot a basketball please watch the music video because what the shooting mechanics of aaron carter i've never i can tell you i've never seen anything like this the version of this song coming together that I had in my mind was c- completely blown up by seeing him shoot a basketball because <laughs> my my understanding was like he was he was somewhat like a pat played oh basketball. like a Jack Harlow kind of dude yeah like, like played I mean, at played, a YMCA yeah. league at least and like that was something he loved basketball but this com- this seems like it was completely foisted on him and he had never picked up a basketball before this video. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it must have been conceived at an agency. God damn, the bar was so low, man. Like this guy was a Backstreet Boys little brother, and the next thing you know, he has a music video where he's fucking Shaq up on the court. This They're is- having to cut around not only his basketball playing, but his dancing. Like they, yeah. the dance moves are even cut, so you only see like a singular dance move at a time. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why we're so insane. No, I don't know why I'm so hey, man, by this. It's an interesting. Look time. what Steven did. <laughs> we're we're supposed to talk about Activision <laughs> Blizzard, and we let them off the hook talking about Aaron Carter's jump shot. Imagine in the seventies if Andy Gibb had a song about beating Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> 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 my big brothers they get all the fame how am i going to do <laughs> what is something you think is underrated steven aaron carter's game yeah i think so <laughs> i think we can just, firmly just say that he wasn't goosenecking in the video doesn't mean he wasn't scoring those points he I went mean, from underhand to sidearm mid shot it's, it's that's one called of the, versatility baby yeah like That's called a scoop un- up and under or something. He can't yeah. even really dance. Yeah, no, he can't dance at all. This is all like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. This, thank you for showing me. Oh, oh hit that jump shot, shot again. <laughs> thank you, Stephen, for showing me this because this is underrated. I've it's been a while since something while. I was like passively dismissed from media. Like I look back and I'm like, this could bring me out of a fucking coma because it makes me so angry. Yeah. I don't know why. Also, to suggest that you could score 119 points on Shaq with just the shoelace move. Also, it's disrespectful to him as an athlete. Also disrespectful to Shaq as a prankster. Somebody who prides himself yeah. on real dumb pranks, real dumb sports pranks. And, uh, you know, he, he's not falling for that shit. Aaron no. Carter. Come no. on, man. Come on, Aaron. Aaron Carter's uh, run on the Globetrotters was pretty, uh, pretty lucrative, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. Uh-oh. This is going to be the next 45 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Although, man, you should see. I Oh, man, I did forget. He was in one of the and one mixtapes, though, later on after this, I remember. <laughs> for that we, shot. We got a show to do. People out there in Radio Land, just look up the 30 for 30. You'll <laughs> Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
And we're back. And, you know... One and a half cups of mayo. Sorry, I just had to add that. that One and a half cups of mayo in the Duke's chocolate cake. Mayonnaise cake. It's only got three and a half star rating. Uh, Zeit Gang, I know some one of y'all had to have fucked around and found out about this. Please let me know if it was fantastic. Okay, I'm sorry. Back to... Back to to crime. Not real life, though, actually. Because, you know, this is on the list with kids using litter boxes. Like, what what else is on there? Like, the the stuff. Hocus Pocus, casting a spell on your family. Mm -hmm. Libraries being the energetic conduit for satanic energy transfer. Yeah. Fentanyl dusted Halloween candy. Although I love those tweets where people are like, guys, you got to check your kids' candy. And like that, that shit post format now, it's like, I looked into my kids' <laughs> yeah, sneakers and it was Thursday it. night football. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, this uh, seems to be one of the more potent ones. One of the ones that I see getting taken the most seriously is that crime's out of control in American cities. The stats are there. Yeah. Are they? No. No, Miles, they're not, actually. Wait, hold on. Are they, though? Well, that's the thing. I mean, this has been a very potent tool for for conservatives for decades, being like, fucking crime, because yeah. most people don't know their neighbors or whatever, and it's easier to just believe shit on TV and be like, yes, the world is un- uh, just unfathomably cruel and unusual. And I think a lot of it, too, especially in the last few years, is a especially a backlash to the summer of 2020 when the police yeah. had a big coming out party for non-marginalized America, who was very well aware of what the police were like and revealed themselves even further to be an overtly violent group with military hand-me-downs. And if people talk about defunding the police, then the logic of the right has always been, well, that means total societal collapse where thugs run cities and you'll get your Achilles tendons slashed underneath your Mercedes because somebody put a little Lululemon bag under your front tire. That's a reference to that TikTok video. I don't know if you saw it. What? That one where the woman's like, you got to be careful. Zip tie on your on your door handle. That yeah. means they've been spotting you. A napkin in your door handle. It's been drugged. You, your hand what? could go numb. It's the most, it's wild. I'll, Who's doing this? It's the 80s I'll all over you. again. These are stories that were on the news in the 80s, like local news the stories. Achilles of, heel slash is old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so old. But did he, I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah. I'll, well, this has been like a huge... <laughs> I hate to derail it. And it's back on it. TikTok? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll Who's send you the link. Who's getting their Achilles heels slashed? This is like a thing Let's from the 80s. Let's talk about this. Who's fitting under a car these days? <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who is able to slither <laughs> under a car like that? The Just the logic of... So one of these that I saw, because uh, former guest Jason Pargin was talking about it on on TikTok, was they, they have these videos where people are like, look, I found this zip tie on my car door handle. And that means that they have marked me. I just want to like understand the logic. Like the story in their head is that are they like they can't keep track of all the people they've decided to no, murder? Because and so they need to leave a zip tie to be like, oh right, right, right. That's like a bookmark for murder. No, it's because these people have no. They're so true crime brained, brained that the the most complex thought they can say is that traffickers and abductors work in the same way as like parking enforcement <laughs> like uh-huh. where they chalked your tire they're like right. and the other one comes through and they chalk your tire to know you've been there for two hours or you're alone and then the other group they're constantly roving together i don't know interesting but we digress all that to say is there's plenty of material out there in the world to help you feel completely unsafe and things that the fucking walls are caving in and 
we talk all the time too about just how journalists like open mouth ingest quote unquote crime statistics. Like, yeah, I mean, we just saw sources. that in KCN TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. questions asked. Right? Straight we faces asked telling that story with an American flag on the wow. screen. Right. In L.A. and New York, we see this a lot. Like, especially yeah. the New York Times, L.A. Times, they love coming out with a, like, cops can barely hang on with all these crime waves. Cowabunga, yeah. dude. <laughs> but the fucking statistics don't add up at all. Yeah. Murders rose in cities like during 2020, during the pandemic. I think people were like, well, it's pandemic. We're in lockdown. Murder shouldn't be going up. It must be the other big news story, you know, the defund the police and Democrats. But unfortunately for that thesis, murders rose in cities nationwide and jurisdictions of all types. So relative to 2019, the number of murders jumped by more than 30% in the largest cities and by 20% in places designated by the FBI as suburbs. But they were up in rural areas. They were up everywhere. Like, just right. it, 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 and they were up in cities run by Republicans just as much as cities run by Democrats. So the, the whole idea that, like, they were up because Democratic city leaders, like, defunded the police is just completely, like, there's just nothing to that at all. Well, yeah, yeah, a family of four was just murdered in my hometown. Right. Oof. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm it's sorry. happening. <laughs> yeah, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, and I think <laughs> I you know, am on the... pre workout. I should not have said that so aggressively. <laughs> but it's yeah, a matter so what? of fact. Crimes but happening everywhere. It is. But and the thing is, right, like <laughs> we even when you compare those homicide rates, they're not they're not even close to what it was in the 90s. No, right. And also in that same time, overall crime fucking decreased. Yeah. OK. So then you say, fine, 2020 may be an anomaly. Whatever. What about 2021? What about 2022? Well, here's a fun fact. The FBI publishes these crime stats every fall from like data that they source from local law enforcement agencies like sheriff's departments, police departments, et cetera. And when collecting data for 2021, the FBI, they were saying like, yo, for this year, we're doing something different. We want to use a new system so we can get even more detailed data so we can properly like analyze trends or whatever. However, a lot of the localities haven't switched over to this new system yet. This is from this Mother Jones article. I want to read you that they're saying, quote, as a result, the feds only gathered information from law, law enforcement agencies representing just 65% of the U.S. population, compared with around 95% in prior years, rendering the latest estimates pretty meaningless. In most instances, the FBI wrote in a summary published this week, quote, the data do not meet the criteria for statistical significance. New York City and Los Angeles, the two biggest cities by population, were among those that didn't submit their information to the feds, according Whoops. to the Marshall Project. Neither did most agencies in... California, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Florida, some of the most populous states. Hmm. It's almost so, like they are covering something up so that they can continue a bullshit narrative that serves their needs. Yeah, it's or at the very least, right? It sounds like incomplete data. It sounds right. like a statistical blind spot. If you want to go around waving shit in the air and be like, it's a fucking crime wave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Fucking pull up with facts. Don't just pull up with fucking sentiment that someone is feeding you because they feel that their budgets are under threat because they don't know how to treat people humanely. Yeah. And I don't know. I just want to play this ad, right? This is from the New okay. York governor's. Sorry, what do you say? <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> <She> said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Play, play that. Gotta. 
that's that's what we need. <laughs> Let me play this ad though from the New York governor's race. Uh, Lee Zeldin is out here painting the wildest pictures uh, of New York as uh, he runs against Governor Hochul. And I'm just going to play this right now so you can kind of get an idea of how aggressive the fucking like rhetoric and visuals are to to seed in people's minds that they live in this fucked up hellscape. And so this ad is called Take Back Our Streets. And under the narration, you're going to basically what's playing is like violent, terrible crimes like on like CCTV cameras happening. There's no question that the fear of crime is real. There's an old guy getting knocked out. There's a shooting in the street. You're looking at actual violent crimes caught on camera in Kathy Hochul's New York. And it's getting much worse on Kathy Hochul's watch. On November 8th, vote like your life depends People on fucking looting wow. and shit. Lee Zeldin for governor. Because it's time our families feel safe again. Okay, some of this stuff was clearly staged, but some of it was incredible to see just the KOs. Dude, the yeah. first one, they start off with this old dude just getting fucking knocked out. You're like, yeah. fucking yeah, whack, Some of that huh? looks so old. Yeah. So you look at that clip and you go, holy shit. Like, that yeah. was straight up. These people have lost their minds. Are people fighting at the grocery mm-hmm. store? People fighting. That is the- an effective political ad. I will 100%. Say. Because it does line up with one-off videos yeah. that go viral that you might yeah. see to be like, why? Oh, yeah, I remember something like that. Now, is that happening every single day to millions no. upon millions of people? No. But I get that you go, you take the most sensational and spin that into someone's reality. Spoiler alert, though, his campaign admitted that fucking half of the footage in that commercial was even be- from before Hochul was governor. So for wow. all this shit of like <laughs> Hochul's New York, that has wow. fucking, half of the clips were fucking from before. So they and were just another- using that colloquial colloquially like being like it's her new york man we're just yeah, living in it like exactly because it, <laughs> you see what like, happened yeah, this happened in new york yeah maybe two right. years ago but like but it the damage happen. is already done like anybody right. who's already seen yeah that. that's another clip political Sorry. ads were yeah one of the other clips was from fucking oakland <laughs> like so the lengths these politicians try to go to convince you that the shit you are seeing or isn't happening or is happening is is unbelievable and not to mention that they've spent something like two to 12 million dollars already in the last couple weeks just trying to get like just to really feed this shit on like in in ads is is pretty telling and it's one of the same reasons why oz is tightening the race against john fetterman too he's going back to this crime thing and i do want to reference yes yeah dr oz there was an article Were you saying that because Beast. you just want Miles to always address him as doctor? What put some respect on his name? Is that Dr. Mehmet Oz? Well, I forgot that he was running. Yeah. That's yeah. I was like, oh. And th- in the Daily Beast, this uh, this person wrote an article just in the f- second sentence or like third or second paragraph was just being like, you know, with crime going up ev- nearly everywhere nationwide, it's no re it's no wonder why Oz would or something to that effect. Where it's like you're even in this ad where you're presumably writing an op-ed to try and motivate Democrats to vote by saying like, hey, they've got a potent way of getting people to vote. You better vote, too. You're just going to keep saying this shit yeah. of like, well, it's everybody knows. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Where's that data at? Like, because yeah. everything else fucking says otherwise. Yeah. I mean. It seems like this would be a fairly straight, like the fact that murders were up during the pandemic and in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic 
Like, here are the other things that are up. Gun ownership is way mm-hmm. up. Alcohol consumption is way up. Mm-hmm. The economy is way the fuck down. Like, mm-hmm. the economy shit the bed because we were in a pandemic and they tried to treat it by giving people a small one-time check. So people, like, these are all things we know lead to desperation and, you know, the circumstances that lead to crime. The only thing that well, they've been looking into this to see, because the, the two narratives I've heard the most, and it doesn't matter if it's it, every mainstream media, whether it's the Daily Beast or the local news or, you know, the L.A. Times, they're all saying that it is caused by defund the police movement, which never happened. No police was ever defunded, like, significantly. And also they're blaming progressive district attorneys. Right. And those have both been statistically ruled out. Like, they're, they have looked at the statistics, the crime statistics, mm. when a progressive DA comes to office in a city the crime actually either goes down or stays the same. There's no significant connection, a statistically significant connection at all. It's completely fabricated. It's a completely political statement that is motivated to make people afraid. But the thing that gun ownership, you can't blame that because that makes people money. Alcohol consumption, you can't blame that because that makes people money. The economy shitting the bed and like just a one-time pandemic check, like we just those one and two pandemic checks were like America had a fucking allergic reaction to people getting free money. So you can't like point that out. And so you just go back to these. Go back to white supremacy. Yeah. You go Go back back to to white white supremacy. supremacy. Oh, these people want the police defunded. Oh, that's what happened. The one defunded thing that seems to be making a significant difference and where they seem to have like a statistical connection is social programs, (laughs) like programs that are focused on, creating programs that give people things to do besides violence and, you know, community action, like those sorts of things were defunded during the pandemic and they haven't come back. And yeah, those things work. We've seen those things work repeatedly, but because it's America, that just gets fucking ignored. You don't even hear about them when they do work. And then they they just get defunded. They're the first thing to get defunded. So that's why like in any sane society, that is the obvious explanation. Like all those factors are obvious reasons why, you know, some crimes would be up and they get completely ignored and turned into a right wing talking point instead. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, this house burned down with that had a puddle of kerosene and a live electrical wire flying around next to it. I wonder what happened. Right. I think they defunded the police. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, you could have looked right there. Right. No, okay, no. never mind. It's just wild because like in medicine, right, we know preventative medicine is like the key to living a longer, healthy life, like to have right. maximum mm-hmm. health, is to check in with well, a doctor. that's why we need Dr. Oz. Exactly. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, hold on now. Don't let Medical me, I want to do that pivot. Dr. I was going to do that pivot way better down the okay, road. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Now, <laughs> doctors like all like they all they tell us this because their mandate as doctors is to fucking study illnesses and tell us how to live healthily. That's why we okay, go to a doctor. I got it. Okay, let's put a pin in this because I gotta come back to something. Okay. Go ahead. And then I'm speaking broadly, right? Because I've I have many gripes with uh <laughs> with our medical system as it is, even as it relates to my own family. But you would never go to a doctor that always said, Hey man, call me up when shit gets bad. 
I don't know why you want me to like check up on shit. Just call me up when it gets so bad you need medical assistance rather than how can I figure out ways to sustain someone's health. And it's important to look at the language, too, with cops, right? They're called law enforcement. Yeah. They're not called guardians of our public safety, right. although they say serve and protect on the cars. They were actually about keeping us safe. Their mantra wouldn't be call us when shit gets bad. Right. It would be what if we are actually what we are. Uh, th the whole point of this is to prioritize safety, analyze things and look at what the causes are so we can keep people safe. Yeah, I have something that's going to break your heart. Please. Two things. One thing, serve and protect, reminded me of this. I bought a new Carhartt sweater. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love a nice Carhartt? Yeah. Especially National Coming Out Day. Mm -hmm. Lesbians, we love it. Yeah. I ripped the tag off. And it said Carhartt to oh. serve and protect. What? The working wow. person or something like that at oh. the bottom. But I was like, serve and protect. Is Carhartt a cop brand? <laughs> Is Carhartt a cop? Cop brand? Have I been deceived? Somebody needs no, to No, remember, they, they pissed off all the, the fucking, the right wing people. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were, they were like, yo, y'all need to get COVID vaccines. They're like, I'm burning this shit. Well, they better, they better t take a second look at that, <laughs> at that slogan then. Yeah. But I mean, they, they, I mean, they were hoping that you would feel, get the warm and fuzzies from that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, again, like, that's why it's just like, if you want to take up for, if you want people to take you seriously, if you're actually talking about safety and safety is the concern and crime and all this shit, then what the fuck are you doing to prevent it? Not call me up when shit gets bad. I want the, we're trying to prevent this shit from the first place. But again, I think this is where this sort of metaphor overlaps with medicine because sometimes it's just simply not profitable for profitable to cure an illness. Right. No. And that's kind of, I think, where we find ourselves like sort of just repeatedly being like, but I think the, the confusion, I think, still like cycles over and over again for those of us who might not have fully grasped, you know, kind of how this all works and what <laughs> what it's intended to actually serve and protect. Yeah. When I was diagnosed, so I have frontal lobe seizures and it's not like to describe it. It feels like deja vu. I don't know if I've ever talked about it with y'all, but I, it, and it, I get I like auras. So. Oh. Like I'm still like conscious right. and my body doesn't shake, but it'll feel like a sneeze is coming on or like, and then I'll get massive headaches sometimes like they're rolling. And I had like MRIs and I couldn't figure out. And I was like, I guess I'm psychic, you know, like cocky about it. I <laughs> right. was like, I'm going to start charging people money. And I finally saw a neurologist who knew what it was. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, oh, great. He put me on this medicine. He was talking to me for about an hour about what I'm finally on now, which is Lamictical, about the joys of Lamict, like how it could really help me. It could also oh, help anxiety no. and depression that was also caused by frontal lobe seizures. And I was like, great. And then instead of prescribing me that, he prescribed this. Oh, my God. It's like an intense. It's for people that have like grand mal seizures or like mm -hmm. seizures where they shake mm -hmm. and they can't operate motorized vehicles. Um, I forgot what it's called. But it's like an intense medication. Right. And I was like, I don't think that I need that. Yeah. Like these happen like, I mean, they're not consistent. It's like a couple times a month or it happens when I'm stressed. And he put me on it. I didn't take it for like months. And then I finally did. And I felt like I wasn't making rational decisions. I wasn't feeling like myself. I was like, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. Like my, my, I was so irritable at like nothing. I was like, oh, I'm going to stop this immediately. I called him up. 
we have another conversation. It's like an hour and a half again. And I'm like, I think I'd really like to try Lamictacol. I think I'd really like to get on that. And he's talking to me about it. He's like, great, I'm going to prescribe that. And he goes, well, you know what? What? I have a bunch of free samples of this. Holy shit. And he was pushing, and I was like. The same one? No, it was another (laughs) drug. But basically drug companies will like. Yeah, yeah, push samples. And I was like, I can never trust this man again. Instead, I went to a therapist who recommended me to a psychologist and I got Lamictacol and my life has been so much better. I have some samples of this, which is something I've been noodling on in the lab. Yeah, Uh, I was like... It's a proprietary drug. I mean, what is that there? What's for headaches? Yeah, little, yellow. Yeah. (laughs) This will work. I forgot the the name brand of the drug, but I was like, how dare you? Well, it's wild too that, like you said, the flow of the conversation was, this thing I think would be great for you. However... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not the one I'm going to prescribe to you. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, forget this. This sucks. Yeah, there are a ton of bad doctors, and the oh, entire yeah. medical industry is no. I don't trust them. I also don't discriminatory. Yeah, yeah. I think my like when you're like all oh, the family reasons, like same with mine. Yeah, too. man. I just had a cousin pass away, man, and it's yeah. really frustrating. She, she, the doctors told her she had fr- fibroids for the mm-hmm. longest time. It was then, it cancer? Yeah, it yeah. was. And mm-hmm. it was by the time they diagnosed it, it was stage four. Yeah. And there was nothing they could do. I have in my family. Nothing they could do. And you just, you're like, how are we? That's a whole separate conversation. I know. And I'm like, are, I'm still, you know, grieving that loss. But I'm so sorry. You, you, there are times where you're like, I don't, what is, what, are, what is this thing doing for us? Really? Mm-hmm. If people can fall through the cracks like that. And I get, you know, there's a million one reasons for that. All that to say is when it comes down to like keeping us safe and healthy, like you have to really look for the people that are actually putting that at the front of their mind and saying, mm-hmm. well, this is actually the way to do something. This is the way to stay healthy. This is how we can actually prevent crime by supporting people yeah, and not maybe denying people who are having like issues, especially for women's health and being like, ah, yeah, yeah, something else, something else, something else. Yeah, But anyway, that's that's a whole separate know, thing. And uh, shout out to thing, people that covered it. for me while I was gone the last couple of days. But yeah, I'm so sorry. Miles. Yeah, no, it's 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 shitty, you know, yeah. but this is part and parcel. This is I'm this. My family's not alone. People's families mm-hmm. are not alone. And this is, happens a lot, especially with women of color, women mm-hmm. in general, anybody like people. If it's just it's there's a lot of disparity going on <laughs> around us for sure. Yeah. yeah. A doctor ruined my mother's life and a surgeon. Yeah. yeah. Similar thing. Mm. Yeah. And it's. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> all right. Give me that pre workout. Give me that pre workout. <laughs> Go kick I'm a fucking wall down. I'm going to get barbecue and I'm going to think about this. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me the. Drop a pin for that lock. I, I need have some to hot go links. Back to leg day now. Um. <laughs> Compartmentalize. Go. <laughs> my feelings yeah. go in my legs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right, it's right. quad day. <laughs> <laughs> My my therapist is actually my Peloton instructor. That's oh, who really helps me get through. It's actually that. Tunde on Peloton. Shout out to Tunde. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And Burger King is 
you know, that they're, they're putting that people have done this before in the past. I feel like it used to be more common early 20th century. People would be like, there's a massive financial reward for anyone who can take a picture of a fairy or, you know, oh, right, shit right, they right. Back a then. sprite. Yeah. <laughs> the rewards have gotten significantly diminished, though, unfortunately, <laughs> since that time. So Burger King is doing a promotion this Halloween. Now, just the idea of Burger King doing a Halloween promotion might cause some people to have some negative memories. So we're just going to say it right up front. What the last time Burger King did a big Halloween promotion. Trichinosis. They, they did a black burger that turned everyone's poop green. Which Wait, caused what? The, it, they released a burger that was black or I guess. No, no, no. I think the bun was black, which they claimed was like from the salty or the smoky infusion oh. of a one sauce. Like there was a one baked into the bun. Right. And people are like, actually, it's like this weird food coloring that is it's so really foreign to the human body that it, like the intestines can't. <laughs> like you can't absorb it and then it comes out as I, some of the speculation was that it was bile like that's what was turning the poop the poop it's probably screen. just they had probably so much concentrated food dye to make yeah, the thing just appear like black that it's right. like either a ton of dark green or a ton of blue or something yeah you ain't getting true black yeah. when like in japan when they did like the black, the black they burger. would use squid ink yeah which Probably makes sense. Goes That's down like, a little easier. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but Crayola again, I think marker juice. <laughs> where America's like, I don't know, just a bunch of fucking green. Yeah, <laughs> to make just that work, dump it in there. So this one seems like it's unlikely to give you green poops. Although we we don't know yet. It's still very early on in the stages. But this is called the home of the ghosts whopper. Seems like the ghost whopper would have been the, but they they pluralized it. Home of the ghosts whopper. Oh, okay. Not not possessive. Wait, just ghost wait, whopper is a different thing. The ghost like, whopper is a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. It's a whopper I've already eaten. Okay. Ah. <laughs> well, I think as whopper. a tie-in to the ghosts whopper, which did the one that you ate was it? Maybe the addition is now it's multiple ghosts in the whopper. But I have eaten multiple whoppers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let it blame me in the comments for that one, too. <laughs> Making it plural is just very questionable. Go, because then it's ghost swappers, ghost swappers, oh, like Jr. It feels like Charles attorneys Jr. general. It's a whole, yeah, it's yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Chris. as a tie-in yeah. with the ghost swapper, they are uh, adding a ghost detector to their app, <laughs> which is a real ghost detector in the sense is, wait, that okay <laughs> it has it has they're adding an electromagnet electromagnetic field detector inside the BK app which is something your phone already has like there are apps for this i was oh, with really? my, yeah i was with my at our family reunion this last year we have like a dinner at this hotel that everyone says is haunted and like my 12 year old cousins were all like running around with a ghost detector app and apparently it actually detects electromagnetic fields oh wow. which Damn, our phones i did not know the fucking did phone they, did they EMF tell meter. you that or did you look that up later I they told me that, and now as part of researching okay. this story, our writer JM has told me that it's a real thing. That it, like, our phones contain magnetic field sensors, and 
if your magnetic field sensor detects a ghost in your field via the magnetic field detector, you will get a coupon for a free burger. <laughs> so that's that's the reward for proving there is life after death and that our consciousness does go on after we pass from our mortal Okay, coil. but uh, back to the cell phone thing, right? <laughs> our our th- cell phones already are like, they emit radiation. That was like the whole thing of like, remember being like, don't put it towards your head back in like right. the 90s and shit. Right. So is that meter just going to be like treating sure. itself? Like, does that fuck up its own shit because it's already admitting its own radio i don't it's, i'm just like it feels easy to gain I right mile five gray <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i don't know how it interacts with the radiation coming sure, off sure. Of your phone but people do point out that the reason that the ghost hunting industry has glommed onto emf detectors is because there are there's a ton of EMF fields out there. Like your, <laughs> right. your okay, your mouse is emitting EMF detectors right now. If you're using a mouse, you know phones do it. Two way radios, any kind of electronic device. Which Shit. so you're using a cell phone that has a EMF detector, but the cell phone itself, like you said, is letting off EMF fields. So a, a camera battery pack is also something this people oh, so- call out. So for like ghost hunters, like EMF is the best thing because it's basically like a confirmation bias machine. Yes. Yeah, it's a confirmation it's like, Oh, bias. shit, look at this. The whole yeah. place is lighting up in this Best Buy. Right. <laughs> my my girlfriend watches the Ghost Adventures show a lot. And they have one in there that will, when it detects a ghost, it'll detect like a stick figure. Uh, they're, they're like, oh, somebody's some some presence has appeared on your shoulder, and it's a stick figure, and then it will move so erratically. <laughs> if it was a ghost, it was the ghost of like, somebody being uh, uh, too much caffeine in a or giant like that. rock tumbler or something. They're like, or like the blow like up a car lot, yeah, blow up car lot thing with the air arms, the <laughs> right. wacky the arms, nope. car lot thing, yeah. yeah, the nope alien detector. Right. Yeah, I mean, what? so one guy who sells paranormal kits for hundreds of dollars admits the, quote, exact nature of the connection between EMFs and ghosts is a mystery. <laughs> so, you know what? I lo- Shout out to the ghost hunters, man. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I love I love what y'all do. I love how much money y'all spend on something like this. Truly, I've never seen someone be so committed, especially when, like, it's not a mystery, like. How are you going to use scientific devices to try and prove something yet be completely ignorant about the uh, like the myriad of ways you can get electromagnetic uh, radiation to show up on an EMF thing? It's whatever it is. A through, we're passing like the one of the big kind of myths of our time is just this like technocratic myth that you can solve anything with technology and like something like an app in your phone, essentially. So I, I feel like in 20 years, that's the thing we'll look back on and like parodies and satires of this time period will make fun of us for that but that this proves it's still alive and well that we're like oh you want proof of the afterlife yeah there's an there's an app for that jack (laughs) right right at least we know why stalin's ghost returned yeah (laughs) did mike Mike cernovich have this app 
Man. He does. He does. And Stalin he just got a coupon for a return. Whopper as well. <laughs> you know, he thought that was like such a great, like poetic piece of Ooh, poetry. Well, is he even referencing something about so-and-so's Maybe. ghost has yeah. returned? Or it's like... I got to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, Mike Cernovich, cool. that guy. Fucking asshole. Like, I don't even <laughs> understand. Whatever. I get it. I used to write, you know, raps back in the day that were very heavy-handed i mean i'm always saying shit like that lincoln's ghost has returned (laughs) kubla khan's ghost has returned john benet's ghost has returned john benet's ghost has returned folks john benet and tupac's ghost have returned together and they're collabing (laughs) yeah on On this track (laughs) yeah (laughs) plump legged people they're making a sick cameo in this ghost adventures episode check out their imdb but anyways, it's a, this is all just to say congratulations, Burger King, on a Halloween deal that won't alter our fecal matter. That's a, I mean, a it step will. forward. Just, it's a mixed blessing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it will. No, I mean, it will alter. Let's be real. This In, in the way King, that uh, any the, yeah, Burger King maybe. will oh. alter your fecal matter. <laughs> right. But all right, let's move from ghosts to aliens. Yes. This is so... Yeah. So cue cue the curb horns. This story is like all I've been thinking about since I since I read it. But apparently so scientists during the Cold War decided to create a new mineral that would be a superconductor that they could use to, you know, make the computers on missiles better, presumably. Mm -hmm. And they created two fully man-made minerals just like noodling in the lab called headite and brenzinate, I think because they wanted to ensure I w- wouldn't know how to pronounce it ever. Yeah, dude, chemical Twitter is going to come for you, bro. H-E-I-D-E-I-T-E. We don't need to... Uh, Heidi E-I-T. T. You yeah. mean Heidi T? Heidi T, yes. <laughs> Heidi T and It's good Bresniati. for your voice when, you're, when your throat's feeling itchy. Heidi T. It comes Bresniati. from the Swiss Alps. Heidecker yeah. and Biscotti. Yeah. Heidecker and Biscotti. So anyways, uh, they invented this, were very proud of themselves. And then a few years later, people were like, oh, but these meteorites that have been arriving for 100 years also have that mineral on it. Between mm. So between 57 and 68, they invented them. And then they started finding them in meteorites, which, you know... Oh, so like the, when analyzing meteorites? Meteorites, they found them. So right, right. obviously that's more of a, you know, you learn a new word and suddenly you're seeing it everywhere phenomenon or like you right. are thinking about buying a red car and suddenly you see red cars everywhere, I think is the way, like one of the mental ways people illustrate that mental pattern of just, mm-hmm. you know, one, once you know about something, you're going to actually recognize it. But a new scientific paper is saying that actually the creation of these minerals is so specific and unlikely that their existence in meteors suggests that they actually came from extraterrestrial technology. So how wait, but how is I see, I don't know the first thing about this kind of synthesis. Technology. Yeah. yeah so so it, it was done by like layering, like doing multiple layers of existing like headite is Heidi made T. by combining Heidi T is made by mm-hmm. combining chromium, iron, sulfur, and titanium. And then head uh the other Resonite. one I think is made by like layering multiple carefully layering chromium and sulfur. So 
I it could be just that they're they lack imagination and are like, no way this stuff could be made by anyone except us geniuses. Right. It's like, no, it's it exists. It's just out in space. Well, is it that we even think that it has to be extraterrestrial because we can't even wrap our heads around that it could have absolutely like naturally formed like that? Right. So that's so what that they're the whole- that's what they're trying to like come to terms with they're like circling back and being like it's so unlikely that this would have come together given what we know about like how minerals are created like there's just no feasible explanation for how this came together and like i don't it's it doesn't seem like it's a very popular thesis necessarily but it does raise a bunch of interesting ideas around that i think are are missing from our understanding of what contact with extraterrestrial intelligence is going to be. Like, namely, the big one is that it's more likely that we are going to encounter something like this that is evidence of extraterrestrial life that was around, you know, millions and millions of years ago. Because, like, when you look at how long we've been in existence, it's like such a tiny blip yeah, we're new kids of on time. The block. We're, we're extremely new kids on the block and like we don't know how how common it is for intelligent life to survive you know for millennia and millennia and you know for millions of years so like it's it seems very possible that the evidence we get might be a piece of crumpled up metal from a spaceship that exploded like you know a hundred million. But we might not even perceive that as a crumpled up piece of metal from a spaceship. It'll be like this interesting substance that we found. And then it's just where then we can begin to be like, well, where the fuck did it come from? Right. I bet the scientists a thousand years from now who sent those metals back in time to prove that time travel (laughs) is real are so pissed. Right. They're just like, come on. We, like, we, man, we, we Mr. So Policeman, we gave you all the clues, which <laughs> they will use that quote because that movie will last the test of time. The oh, absolutely. yeah, they, they imprint that on a gold disc, shoot it into space, <laughs> and then it'll come back. Gold disc. Like, it's oh, just cool. a DVD of that movie they just yeah. sent out. They're like, and yeah. that is our whole civilization's intelligence on one flat disc. I mean, it, it's interesting, like every, every day. It's like scientists are having more claims that are just sort of leading with the possibility of extraterrestrial life. Like there's one about like Mars where they're like, the Martians may have made themselves extinct with like climate change. Right. And it's also like, wait, what? And then you're kind of like reading into like why it's the the shift of more like of this possibility is really interesting because the other day there was also like a mathematician who I couldn't even begin to explain, but like using like mathematical proofs, trying to conceptualize how it's more likely than not that we are not the only living intelligent beings in the universe based right. on like the concept of like abiogenesis or whatever. So I'm just like, oh, I, mean, oh, I hate that trick math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, like, oh, what's your birthday? Minus that by how old you are. He's like, using a little fortune teller folded up in paper. Like, All right. Okay. <laughs> what's your, three. what's your <laughs> birthday? Uh, my birthday is May. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Now pick how many rooms do you want in your home? Uh, <laughs> seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Aliens. 
aliens are real. <laughs> they, I'll take yeah, that. I mean, they have some of that math, some of that trick math in uh, in this article. They to quote, there are 100 billion stars in our galaxy alone, and there are potentially trillions of galaxies in addition to ours. Multiply the two, and you get a total population of stars somewhere in the vicinity of one, followed by like you know, dozens of zeros. So if other galaxies are like our own, most of those stars have at least one planet the size of Earth. And so so it just makes sense that it, it's kind of weird that our science is so skeptical and doesn't like put this on the radar as like one of the possibilities when we're looking at things flying into our solar system from outside of the solar system, you know? We've all seen the Jodie Foster masterpiece contact when they say like if there is no intelligent life out there it's an awful waste of space we've all (laughs) had that tattooed on our bodies we all like where famous (laughs) famous theologian like (laughs) Time Magazine cover theologian Matthew McConaughey is is the person who's saying that I I love the invention of that as a as a possibility in America, a theologian who is like so hot and cool that they become like the Hey, I kinda fuck with aliens too. Like Joel Austin. <laughs> right. Joel Austin. Yeah. <laughs> what a hunk. Oh right. man. Uh, Those teams. But we were we were also we were like Knowing what we know about the Egyptians and the types of simple machines they had at their disposal, there's no possible way they could have moved these rocks to form the pyramids. Like then people figure out, oh no, they put it on logs and like rolled it. Yeah, yeah. right. Or like the Easter Island things, like yeah, they kind of walked them. They just rocked them back and forth, and they were able to kind of just like get them yeah. to move across the island. You ever That's had to I move a refrigerator couches. by yourself? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. you just got a rocket. That that would be funny. Like them going back in in time and being like, so how did you do it? And they're like, oh, you just kind of. Rock it a little bit. Rock it a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't offered know how to buddy put this. some beer, and he <laughs> came over and helped. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, dude, I'll get you breakfast from McDonald's, man, if you come early, dude." But but the idea that we will make first contact with, you know, pollution, like it's arrival, pollution from alien farms or factories or like just a uninhabited, like you know structure that just like kind of drunk drives into our atmosphere or is just like nobody's driving it anymore and you know i i think a lot of this interest is coming around amuamua coming into our solar system making Zimamua? a Zimamua. it's like that giant i don't know people call it like a space cruiser size right but you know it's just a giant rock that is very oblong and not not this shape that something again similar to this like they're like that's not the shape something would naturally take like on its own it's too like long and thin it's good that people describe it as like cylindrical and cigar shaped and then it like sped into our atmosphere going faster than anything should be going and then like made a right turn and (laughs) left our atmosphere going just as quickly so that that again feels like it could be it, it might have opened different that there's a Harvard scientist who is like now really interested in this stuff and is constantly getting quoted about like, yeah, we need to, that needs to be one of the 
primary explanations that we're willing to entertain. So like, that's not, people aren't going to be like, this, that's definitively what this is necessarily, but they are saying like, that it feels unscientific to just rule that out at the outset. I mean, I like that a lot more saying that like alien stuff would just accidentally show up because the assumption that, oh, there must be some aliens flying around thinking, God, we need to find a planet of people who kill each other and once a year shit green. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay, guys. So there are aliens and they are obsessed with us. With our green shit. Like that seems to be the, the, the automatic assumption once you mention the idea of aliens like oh my god you guys are so into oh us oh my god stop you guys are so thirsty <laughs> everybody who says they were Marilyn Monroe in a past life <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I was either Cleopatra or I was Marilyn Monroe one of the two I was Joan of Arc yeah the, those are the that's who everybody gets to be in their I was Joan life. Van Arc <laughs> <laughs> I think that was from Coming to America when that woman puts a lighter over her hand I was yeah. Joan of Arc in a past life. <laughs> and just like waves her hand over an open flame. Yeah, yeah, sure. We all were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Keep it moving. Anyways, so I, I don't know. This is, this is something we're keeping an eye on. Extraterrestrial life. Evidence of extraterrestrial life that might be boring when it shows up, but the implications could be profound. Dude, I, with Blink-182 getting back together? I know. I bet that tour is probably going to be some kind of like we might see some shit. What if Tom DeLonge's like, yo, you guys want to see something fucking wild? <laughs> and he just like starts, it's not even a Blink-182 concert. He's like, I'm sorry, I had to use Blink-182 getting back together to spread the fucking truth, okay? All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.